Hello, and welcome to Radical Candor, a podcast from Panoply and Gretchen Rubin's Onward Project about how not to hate the boss you have or be the boss you hate. I'm Russ Laraway, co-founder of Candor, Inc., and operational manager across the Marines, Google, and Twitter. And I'm Kim Scott, co-founder of Candor, Inc., ex-Google and ex-Apple, and author of Radical Candor, Be a Kick-Ass Boss Without Losing Your Humanity. Good to be here with you again today, Kim. Great to be here. Russ, I know you're not feeling very well, but you sound good. Yeah, I have just the right amount of drugs at just the right time to help muscle through this. So in our last episode, we talked about how important it is to get feedback from your boss. And in this episode, we're going to flip the script a little bit and talk about how to give feedback to your boss. It's a scary topic. We understand. It's scary to tell your boss what you really think. Yeah, it can be really, really daunting. And one of the things we'll say probably a couple times throughout is we just want to acknowledge this can be a little bit risky, but it's a really good skill to have. If you can share feedback with your boss, you'll have a much stronger working relationship. And we think you'll enjoy your work more. And then ultimately, the whole point is you'll be able to do better work together. Absolutely. So in this episode, we're going to talk about how to give feedback to your boss uh, in a way that is relatively safe. We're going to answer a listener question about a tricky feedback situation with their boss. And we're going to finish, of course, with a candor checklist, specific tips for giving feedback to your boss. Okay, let's get started. I think we need to convince our listeners that we feel their pain. Absolutely. We do feel their pain. I mean, a big part of the reason why I want you and everybody who works at Candor and everybody who works with me and at all points in my life to give me feedback is because I know what it feels like when you can't give your boss feedback. I once worked for a guy who was incredibly rude to me, like unbelievably belittling. He once told me I didn't need to worry my pretty little head over something, right? Like, yeah, it's just infuriating. And so I finally got up the nerve to tell him that this was not an acceptable way to speak to me. And I said to him, when you say stuff like that, I feel like you don't respect me. And his response was, Kim, you just don't appreciate how lucky you are to be working with somebody like me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What does it matter with people? Yeah. No, I mean, I literally, I hated that job so much. When I say belittling, I mean it quite literally. I shrunk. My doctor was sort of astounded. I literally shrunk half an inch. And I don't have half an inch to give. That got you below the five foot (laughs) zero mark. Yeah, exactly. And then then when I quit that job, I'm happy to report I got that half an inch back. We, we just know it's really hard to give feedback, especially criticism to your boss. Even, in a, even if you're primed to say something, it can yeah. be hard to do well. Yeah, really hard to do well. I think one of the things that has helped me is thinking about times when people who've worked for me have given me really good feedback. So, for example, there was this guy, remember Dave Johnson, who worked in, in Dublin leading the AdSense team. So sometimes I wake up early in the morning, and before I even put my glasses on, I fire off a bunch of emails sort of asking people to do stuff that's not always reasonable. I don't even know how you can find the send button without your glasses. It's, you know, touch, typing, right? And uh, and this, I've gotten in a lot of trouble from these emails that I sent first thing in the morning. And, and Dave once looked at me and he said, Kim, you're awfully fast to hit send. 
And ever since Dave told me that, it saves me. I haven't even seen Dave in probably 10 years, but Dave saves me once a week from sending an email I shouldn't send. So I'm really grateful to him for that for that feedback. I, I'm grateful. I got lots of good feedback stories <laughs> from people who worked for me. There, there was a, another time with a remote team. I had just had the twins, so I was a new mom, and I, sh- I pushed a meeting back an hour so that I could have my morning time with the, with the twins. And one of the people in this remote office said to me, you know, Kim, we have children too. And I, I felt terrible. I hadn't realized that, first of all, the team was all men. And I sort of viewed myself differently as a mother than a father, which is unforgivable in a thousand different ways. And and secondly, I just hadn't realized that I had shoved the meeting into their dinner time with their families and, and interrupted that. So really helpful to yeah. get feedback. From, from the people who work for you. Nobody watches you as closely as the people who work for you. So if you are thinking about giving feedback to your boss, your boss may be grateful for it for the rest of his or her life. And in fact, Russ, yeah. back 100 years ago when you used <laughs> to work for me, when I was your boss, yeah, you once gave me some of the best feedback, both of my career and then another time for my life, for my huh. personal life. So do you remember Billy? He wanted Google to pay for his tuition for business school, and Google had a program that would do it. Yeah. But I decided not to support him in getting Google to pay for his tuition because even though he had done great work for our team over the course of about three years, yeah. he had decided to leave the team. Right. And I was busy and stressed, and I decided, well, to hell with to hell with Billy, if he's not going to stay on our team, I'm not going to do the work. And I told you I was going to do this. Do you remember this? I, I do, but also slightly slightly more rational, you, your point your, your point that I thought was a, a good one to consider was this is a scarce resource and there are other people on the team as well that are going to stay here that we might want to consider. Yeah, might this for. want to consider. But yeah. Billy was the one who was actually applying. At right. The time. Billy was the real, right. the real case to deal right. with at the moment. Right. right. And so I told you I wasn't going to support him. And you looked at me and you said, why not? You looked really bewildered. And I looked at you and I said, why should I? He's leaving the team. And you, I'll never forget your expression. <laughs> you looked at me in utter shock. And you said, because it's the right thing to do. And you really held up a mirror for me, not in an accusatory way. You weren't saying you're a jerk. You know, it was really holding up a mirror of my better self. And we did get yeah. Google to pay for Billy's to, tuition. To so. your credit, he he went to a, a great business school and got his degree. And <laughs> to your credit, it's all thanks to you. Uh, well, or at least it's thanks to you that Google paid for it. Yeah. So he's 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 happy, happy guy. And we did the right thing. Yeah. Was it scary for you to sort of look at me and say, because it's the right thing to do? Like, that's a hard thing to say to your boss. Yeah, probably by that time, we'd had a pretty good uh, operating rhythm where I was used to being able to give you uh, feedback uh, that I, I don't exactly remember now. But um, but yeah, you know, and also probably in hindsight, I, I probably was a little bit more reactive. You know, it was probably a little less carefully thought through. My, my reaction probably wasn't very carefully thought through at that time. So, But it was instinctive and it was really helpful. Yeah. So so hopefully that'll liberate some of our listeners to be, to be radically candid with their boss. 
Yeah. So recently, um, recently I got some feedback from someone on our team, Elise, who, uh, for the listeners that don't know, Elise sits just on the other side of the glass here during our podcast. <laughs> She's laughing and blushing right now. Yeah. And she leads, uh, she leads all of our marketing and Elise reports to me and she, um, gave me great feedback that, you know, just sort of paraphrasing it was like, look, there's a couple of things here that you can do that ca- you're sort of by, by not doing them, you're sort of blocking me. Right. Um, you're a little slow on responding to comments when we're revising a blog post. Right. right. And, and I, ca- I kind of just need these things from you so that we don't delay publishing or whatever. And we developed and we developed a couple of little, you know, I, I had to make a couple commitments to her about how I actually would do a better not job. Not just try, of, but you would actually yeah, do that's it. That's a commitment is right. I would actually do. It's very Yoda, not try, do. And uh, we developed, you know, a little little system. So one of the things that was happening was because of the way Gmail works, I wasn't seeing the the comments come through. And so she would sort of when that, when she'd leave a comment, she'd sort of flag it for me so that I could see it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it was really helpful because, I mean, there's only like if there's a few things I think you got to get right as a boss, you have to enable your people. I mean, if there's one, if I could yeah, say if you're a blocker, you're not a good boss. Yeah, in fact, right? you need to be the opposite. Yeah. You need to be an unblocker. Yeah. And for at least to be able to tell me that there were a couple things that I was doing that were entirely fixable, by the way, that were blocking her was extremely helpful. You know, and, and by the way, something I regarded as cardinal sin to be blocking one of my direct reports. So I was really grateful for that feedback and um, am conscious of it all the time when we're collaborating on some piece of content that we're trying to get out. So for our listeners, I hope these stories of, of times when, when an employee gave us feedback will help you realize that often your boss is going to appreciate it. Now, of course, your boss may not be as awesome as Russ. So what we're going to do next is we're, we're going to share a story from a listener who is afraid that their boss is not going to have a good reaction like Russ did to the feedback and give some advice for dealing with that. Here's a bit of a paraphrase of a question from a listener whom we'll call Jacob. We changed the name to protect the innocent. I recently got a new boss, and right off the bat, she made a decision that affected my work, but she didn't consult me or the others working on this project. I met with her to try to tell her why I didn't agree with the decision, but she did not miss a beat. Without letting me finish, she said there is a good reason for the decision and that I should focus on working on my soft skills. Didn't didn't tell Jacob what the what that reason was for the decision. I was disappointed and discouraged. How would you guys have handled this situation? What advice would you give me? So thanks so much for that question, Jacob. Really hard when your boss doesn't want to hear the feedback. What Russ and I want to do in the answer is talk a little bit about the mindset to go into the conversation with sort of even before you actually give the feedback. And then in the candor checklist, we'll talk about how to actually give the feedback. For, for starters, one, something that can be really helpful when you're going to give feedback to your boss is don't assume that you're right. Yeah, often you're not. So sort of the first point here for Jacob is be humble. You know, I, I think if you were to start this conversation... Um, by asking your boss for their rationale for the decision. This has the effect of opening up the conversation. Now, we're not saying you have to love it. And we're not, you know, we don't, we don't know what it is yet. That's the problem, right? Yeah. And so rather than starting from a position of, I'm, I'm right, you're wrong, start from a position of, I would really love to understand what the rationale was for this decision because it's affected my work and, and others. 
Yeah, uh, so important to ask questions. Start with questions, not assertions. Yeah. Don't set it up as a fight. Yeah, exactly. And this could elucidate some uh, some context that you didn't have. Um, it can just really help you understand potentially a broader situation uh, just a little bit better. And I think that leads naturally into sort of a, another point, which is try to have a little empathy for, for your boss in this case, right? It's, it's common that a, a, a boss will have greater context than you do. Um, and so just try to put yourself in their shoes, right? And all of this is sort of before you give the feedback. We're still going to get to the point where you can actually right. give the feedback, but you got to go into the conversation understanding their perspective and understanding the things that they're trying to get done um, before you can really sort of so bluntly issue your opinion, I think. Yeah, it's it's really, the, if you go back to the the core tenets of radical candor, it's care personally and challenge directly. And then sort of the last point here, just unique to this situation, is just assume good intent. I, I don't think um, a lot of people want to make a decision that adversely affects how you know people's work and things like that. They probably were trying to do what they thought was the right thing. And just go ahead and assume that off the bat. Starting with that kind of mindset, then puts you in a better position to ultimately deliver the feedback to your boss. And we'll go into some detail in the candor checklist on how to do that. So, Jacob, thank you for writing in. Listeners, if you have questions like this or challenges you're facing at work, we'd love to hear them. Send us your questions at podcast at radicalcandor.com or call us at 2626candor. Let's now dive into the candor checklist with some specific tips you can put into action right away. I think the first tip, Kim, uh, is don't let the criticism build up. Part of the reason why it's important not to let criticism build up is that it's much easier to give criticism on one small particular thing. If you let it build up, you're going to get to the point where your criticism of your boss is that you suck. And that's really, that's not helpful criticism to give to somebody. <laughs> that won't be helpful for your boss or for you, yeah, I predict. either one of you. Tip number two is ask questions. So very similar to our advice to Jacob. I think it's really important to go in, uh, again, with a mindset to try to understand your boss's perspective first, right? Understand why they did what they did or why they're doing what they're doing. And make sure you have a really strong command uh, and understanding of, of, of why from their perspective. Um, and so and it's not it's not uh, this manipulative. I'm going to lead them to my conclusion with really good questions. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah, you're listening to understand, not to trick. Yeah, exactly. We're just trying to understand their perspective. And then the this puts you in the best position to really determine if you agree or disagree with them. Right. And uh, if you disagree, now is the time for sort of the ultimate question, which is, I'm not sure that I agree with that. Are you open to a different perspective? Almost always the person's going to say yes. It's the rare person who's going to say, no, I'm not open to another perspective. Yeah, I really do think that is rare, especially if you consider this process where the other party feels heard, feel like their rationale or their reasons for things have, have been you know, fully talked through. And now you're asking reasonably, can I offer a different perspective? Most people are going right. to say, yeah. And yeah, and you've got to kind of manage your risk, right? Yeah, that's going to help you manage your risk. I, I often give this talk where I say it's your moral obligation to be radically candid. And when I say that, I mean that for people who are in a position of some sort of authority. 
when it comes to being radically candid with your boss, you have you have every right to to be careful. And and asking these questions will help you be careful. I once had somebody after I give a talk tweet at me said Tried radical candor on my boss, got fired. So Ouch. I never want that to happen. Tread with tread with caution, but do tread again. Start with the little things, and then ask: Is it okay if we talk? Is it okay if we talk about yeah. this? Thing? And if they say no, you, you shut it down. Right now, now you're way out on a limb. Um, but we think most people will say yes. Yes, and absolutely. so when they say yes, offer your perspective, and then of course make sure that they understand your perspective as well. Tip number three, don't pander. We just have to remind everybody that feedback, even for your boss, includes both praise and criticism. And so tip number three is about praise. Remember, praise matters. Uh, the purpose of praise is to help people know what to do more of. Good praise is specific and sincere. It's just the same for your boss as you, right? Like if you see something your boss does well, Tell them because now you're you're setting them up to repeat that behavior. That's what you want, right? Uh, but don't pander. Absolutely, there's a special place in hell for people who who kiss up and kick down. So don't be that person. Care personally about your boss, but don't kiss up. Yeah, perfectly said. Tip number four: Don't forget to quit. I think we often feel trapped in a role. As I said in the story earlier in the in the show. I had this boss who was clearly shut down to feedback, and I knew I had to quit, but it was it's hard. And in fact, it was my good friend, Gretchen Rubin, who helped me get out of that job and who said, don't forget to quit. And in fact, I did find another job and I grew half an inch. I was much happier. <laughs> it, it is a shame, but sometimes... You know, if you go through this process, you try to understand your boss's perspective. You ultimately ask, you know, I, I, I see it differently. Um, and can I get, can I offer you a different perspective? And, and this pattern repeats and, and the boss is closed off to it. I mean, it, it is it is time to consider. It is really time to consider other options. And most people have way more options than they think they yeah. have. It's so crushing. You don't you don't need to put up with somebody who's not open to feedback yeah. from you. Life is way too short. OK, so to recap the candor checklist, tip number one. Don't let criticism build up and have it go nuclear. Tip number two is to ask questions to understand and ask for permission to give a different perspective. Tip number three, don't pander. And tip number four is don't forget to quit. We hope these tips will help you start giving more feedback to your boss. Let us know how it goes and send us your stories, challenges, and questions. Email us at podcast at radicalcandor.com or call us at 2626-CANDOR. Love hearing from you either way. Now it's time to announce this week's Candor t-shirt winner. As you know, we're doing a t-shirt giveaway for listeners who leave us reviews on iTunes. So to enter, all you have to do is go to iTunes and leave us a review, a radically candid review. Each episode, we're randomly selecting, we're not just selecting for praise, we're randomly selecting a listener from the reviews and giving them a really cool, that is carefully cool. selected by Russ, Candor t-shirt. This week's winner is A Decent Melody. This listener writes, I heard about this podcast from Gretchen Rubin's Onward Project, and I knew I'd love it when I heard the book's subtitle, How to Be a Kick-Ass Boss Without Losing Your Humanity. Once I saw the phrase, ruinous empathy, like turned into love. 
I've already recommended this podcast to my boss and am toying with having group discussions with the managers that report to me, parenthetical book club style, after every episode. Subscribe, listen, and internalize. You won't regret it. Thank you very much for that feedback, A Decent Melody. And also, congratulations on a really cool username. So in order to get your t-shirt, A Decent Melody, please write us at podcast at radicalcandor.com. Give us your address and we'll mail it to you. Thanks so much for writing in. And that's it for this week's Radical Candor episode. Our producer is Kristen Meinzer. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Our theme song is written and performed by the great Cliff Goldmacher. Our website is RadicalCandor.com. And the Radical Candor book is available. Please buy it for pre-order at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Book Passage, and your local bookseller. It's going to be lit. It's going to be awesome. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or comment wherever you subscribe. It helps other people discover our show. I'm Kim Scott. And I'm Russ Laraway. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>